from the Technology Association of Iowa, welcome to the Iowa Tech Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Waller, with my co-host, Molly Ross. This podcast will provide an exclusive look into technology-focused legislation during the 2022 session at the Iowa State House. We will speak with state lawmakers and Iowa technology leaders from various industries on specific tech legislation, what it means for Iowans, and how it may impact tech companies across the state. The Iowa Tech Policy Podcast is proudly presented by Shazam, a member-owned debit network processor and core provider that believes community-based financial institutions strengthen and improve local communities. Learn more at shazam.net. Additional support is provided by Denton's Davis Brown Law Firm. Hello and welcome to the Iowa Tech Policy Podcast. In this episode, I'll be talking with two Iowa legislators who have been leading the way with technology-focused legislation at the Iowa Capitol. With us are Senator Zach Nunn and Representative Brian Losey, who chairs the Iowa IT Committee in the House. Senator Nunn and Representative Losey, welcome to the Iowa Tech Policy Podcast. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Molly, for having us. The two of you have been instrumental in helping TAI move cybersecurity-focused legislation forward this session. Representative Losey, let's start with you. Why is cybersecurity legislation important for Iowans? The cyber attacks that happened uh, this summer really that were big, that were bold, that were had a lot of news splash. I think that got a lot of people's attention, not just in the legislature, but also around the state, that this is something that we all know is there. Sometimes we turn a blind eye to it, but it's certainly something that would happen to DMAC, would happen to, you know, hog producers, to some of the other places around the country. The the potential effect that they can have on on all manner of life. So I think Representative Speaker Grassley, even before he said this, our committee was was had been dedicated to looking at this more broadly. But he really made it uh, our mission to to look at this and and see what could be done from a cybersecurity standpoint to move the state forward, both in public sector as well as private sector. And and what again the the real impetus was the high profile things that that happened. I think that's what happens with a lot of legislation. Something big happens, garners a lot of news attention. And then we we really focus in on what we should, probably should have been doing all along. Thank you. And Senator Nunn, you have extensive cybersecurity experience outside of the Capitol and have been pushing for these types of bills for some time now. Anything you care to add about why Iowans should be paying attention? Yeah. So, Molly, first off, I want to start with thanking the Iowa House. I think they have been kind of a leader, not just in Iowa, but nationwide in setting up a tech committee and really identifying that there is a compendium of legislation that is important. You know, it's easy for a big state like California to drive something largely from the commercial sector, but I think it's even more impactful when an ag insurance, small business, small community state like Iowa takes notice of these things and starts putting out kind of best practices for the nation. Not everybody wants to be a California regulatory state. The aspect of this that has moved us forward on why we think these things are so important, we've been working on this for um, almost half a decade now. And I love to tell the story, you know, you go into the legislative chambers and you see painted on the ceiling from, I think it was uh, 1920, pictures of the railroad, the telegraph and the steam locomotive. Those were important things to the state of Iowa 100 years ago. Here we are, if we could repaint it today, it would be fiber optics, it would be overhead satellite, and it would be just the ones and zeros that make our economy work here. 
And that's even just been in the last 10 years. So a couple of pieces of legislation that, you know, working with the House and the Senate, bipartisan bills here are, you know, a broadband rollout. So what better time to have done it than right at the, you know, start of the pandemic so that folks from all over the country can call Iowa home and still get work done without being hampered. This is true the world over. The other aspects here that are very important are being able to protect the type of infrastructure that we are leading. So when Iowa came out with this ICN, the Iowa Communications Network, back in the 80s, we were a forefront leader on this. When Iowa State invented the computer, Iowa was a leader on this. Here's an opportunity for us, again, to be a leader when it comes to developing important policy. All right, let's take a turn to House File 2506, the Iowa Data Privacy Act. Representative Losey, this is a bill that came out of your committee and is, as of today, awaiting debate on the House floor. Can you tell us about the bill and the conversations that you've been having as it's moved along? Yeah, it's uh, it's an exciting bill. What makes it exciting is it's coming from from the technology sector. And I think that that can be scary for some of the consumer groups. But when the technology companies are all across Iowa, and we have all of the big, big ones here, when they come and say, listen, we want to be able to give consumers protection. We want them to have some rights as well. Giving up, you know, the control that they've had, giving up some of the the things that they are able to do and and are part of their business model and say, listen, we understand this is important. Let's come up with a framework that that protects consumers data, gives them control over it. We'll relinquish some of our our control and do what's best for the consumer. And I think that's always exciting when when people and businesses do that. I'm excited to, to work with TAI to bring that forward. So it's, it's been a big bill. Obviously, it's, there's a lot of moving parts around the country in different states doing different things. And I think that's one of the, one of the challenges that, that we're, we're trying to figure out too is, with, you know, there's a couple of different competing models and little things, nuances here and there. How do we frame this so that businesses can, can continue to work in Iowa without having to come up with an entire framework just for Iowa and obviously, I think one of the things we'd love to see is a national framework in Congress. So we need to get uh, represent or Senator Nunn elected so he can do that in, in Washington next year. But that's one of the things that, you know, we'd like to see. But apart from that, we need to start down this road. And, and I think consumers, there's been a lot of conversation about, about what this really means and all the nuances. And I wish I, I, I will admit, even though I'm head of the IT committee, there's certainly some technological nuances here that, that we still have to work through. But for the most part, giving consumers control over the data, having them be able to do, have it deleted, opting out of, out of advertising and sales, having them to be able to you know, have some control and having those rights to do that and enforced by the attorney general. I think those are, are some very key components. And I think that's a very big step forward because as we've said many times, it's even though some people may think we're not going far enough, we, we've certainly moved off of zero and, and we're moving forward in the right direction. We don't implement this until 2024. So we have time to take a look at how other states that have already implemented that will go online as far as their enforcement and how they how things work well before we come back next year in January. And we'll have that opportunity and some data to be able to, if there's things we need to clean up, we can clean it up. We can tighten things down if we need to. It gives us the opportunity to get it on the books, 
work on it if thing if other issues need to be addressed and get that done by the time this is actually fully implemented in the state of Iowa in 2024. Denton's Davis Brown is a law firm committed to helping clients grow, protect, operate, and finance their organizations. With offices in more than 200 locations across 80 countries, Denton supports clients locally, nationally, and globally. More at dentons.com backslash DDB. Thunder Nun, I know you have been supportive of data privacy legislation here in Iowa, and I believe introduced a similar bill in the Senate. Why do you think this is the right step forward for Iowa? As Representative Losey highlighted here, one of the things we want to do is make sure that Iowans are protected in this. We have great partners on the private sector side and the government side, but ultimately it's Iowans' private data. And that should be a priority, even when it's shared forward, to be able to make sure that that's safe and secure. You know, I worked for three years on the National Security Council, and one of the things we constantly heard back from industry was there's basically three axes here. There's the technology itself, there's the people who make the technology work, and there is the policy that governs the technology. And of those three things, the policy is always the last to keep up. The technology can oftentimes solve those challenges very quickly, as opposed to government coming in and trying to define the solution. What we'd like to be able to do is say, what are these best practices coming from industry? And this is where I really want to highlight TAI as being kind of that working group where people could come together, make recommendations that weren't going to break their business model, but also held people accountable. Because particularly, I think Brian will agree with me on this. The only thing big tech is more suspicious of than a government solution is their adversary or their competitor solution. And so there's really got to be an ability for folks to have kind of a left and right boundary provided by the policy or government, but then they come up with their best recommendations that's going to make things work, not just for the big tech guys, but for my Main Street folks, for the people who are the entrepreneur, the people who are putting their toe in the water for the first time to be successful. That's where I think this bill comes in at the absolute right strategic level to lay a great framework for folks in Iowa, and hopefully will be a model for the rest of the nation to operate data privacy without only catering to big tech companies that have billions of dollars to spend in this, but could also be, you know, a young entrepreneur that just came out of University of Iowa or Iowa State who are throwing out an idea, but aren't going to get crushed by an onerous state legislation regulation. So this has been, I think it's a sliding scale, but most importantly, it puts Iowans first and it really reflects how they can protect their own data in a situation right now where there is no, you know, state or federal real protection for these individuals. Well, thank you both for your support on this legislation. We hope to see it moving forward. I'm going to take a turn a little bit here. Senator Nunn, there's been a lot of talk of a potential cyber attack from Russia in line with the attacks on Ukraine these days in the headlines. Is there anything that you can share with our audience? Should Iowa and businesses be concerned and what should we be doing? Yeah, so I'll just say, you know what, we have run a bill here that's called an affirmative defense bill. This is for the people who try and do it the right way, take all their mitigations and recognize they still could be hit with an unintended cyber attack, even if it's not one that's aimed at them, that could be a bleed over. And so this provides them a level of uh, protection for this. Brian, sitting in judiciary and a uh, trial attorney, knows how an affirmative defense work and helped craft this bill with us together. Here's what I'll say is that we just came out of the COVID pandemic. We saw how COVID went from Delta to Omicron, how it spreads and mutates. We all know this is very true in the cyber world as well. And so we flashed back, you know, 10 years when the Iranians launched a cyber attack against Saudi Aramco in Saudi Arabia, it quickly spread to everybody else. If Russia 
feels that it is on the ropes with Ukraine and can't make artillery shells and aerial bombardments an effective measure for taking over or controlling the country. And we see a launch of a very sophisticated cyber attack that we know the Russians are highly capable of, or worse, a entity associated with the Russian government that has plausible deniability to Moscow, but carries it out on its behalf. This quickly spreads beyond just a war between Moscow and Kiev. All of a sudden, we're seeing Warsaw or Berlin or London or Washington policymakers impacted with the decision of what to do and what constitutes a violation under NATO of Article 5. This means all NATO countries have to be ready and willing to respond to defend. And if that's happening in the cyber universe, then how do we best do that? So that could impact us here in Iowa very quickly. And what I mean by that is manipulation of energy prices are certainly going to have more than just an impact on us at the pump, but whether we actually are able to plant and harvest this fall. If there is a major shutdown of data or corruption of information, what does that mean to our insurance sector here in Des Moines and our businesses that are trying to close at the end of the stock day or banking? Or worse, the truly frightening scenario here, what happens if it impacts critical infrastructure? And we see SCADA systems, the same that are used in Europe and Ukraine, that are replicated on servers here in the United States, start to collapse or just be intricately or intermittently being able to be used. That now has a huge ripple on effect. And that can go very quickly from, you know, a a cyber conflict to a kinetic conflict. And that's an area where we do not want to see happen. It is nuclear, it's kinetic, and then cyber is right there as a very potent third. And it's also the most unchained in this situation. So a a poor calculation by some Ukrainian defenders or an aggressive Russian, you know, FSB or Russian trolls that decide they want to go out here through anonymous and start attacking things could become very frightening. And the only bright spot I'll say here is the best part is, at least at this time, we have seen the hackers going to war with each other versus attacking civilians in the place. So hopefully, you know, the uh, white hat hackers will keep the the Russian hackers uh, at bay on this. So we'll see where it goes. But yeah, absolutely a, a real concern, Molly. Well, thank you both for digging into cybersecurity legislation with me today. I have one more question for each of you before we go. At TAI, we believe every Iowa company is a technology company and our members span every corner of the state. What is one thing you would like our listeners to know about the work that you're doing at the Capitol to support the Iowa technology industry? Representative Losley, let's start with you. Well, first, I want to say thank you to TAI for for the host having us uh, on this podcast, but also more importantly, thank you for all the work that you all put in to help guide us here in the legislature this this session. The legislation that that we're going to put through this year on, especially on cybersecurity, especially in the private sector, it, it came from from you all, and we appreciate. I truly appreciate that. So. I think legislatively, we're, we're really focused on, on this and, and the conversations still have to continue. The affirmative defense bill, great start, but we still have to continue and Iowans need to be really hyper-focused on, on especially small businesses on how to go about doing the daily thing. And, and I'm, I'm as bad at it as anyone else in my own small business, but they really need to be hyper-focused on where those vulnerabilities lie and how they go about doing that. And where are the resources? What are the resources that that are out there? We have another bill pending that we passed in the House called CISIM. It creates a, a simulated cyber attack training facility up at Iowa State University. 
I'm hoping that uh, gets funded and, and set up. And where are those resources? And, and I think the state has to be a part of that solution, providing the resources that we have to the public sector and the private sector as well, in order to, in small businesses, in order to learn how and what their best practices are with respect to cybersecurity. Hey, and Molly, I'll just add, you know, TAI has really come into a strong position here in the state of Iowa, particularly just over the last five years. I was on a national news with business side and they said, hey, where, where are all these bills emerging from Iowa of all places that are going forward? They're saying, we're hearing it directly from the industry. It's TAI who is bringing together some of the best recommendations, not just here in Iowa, but from across the country to say, this is policy that we need. Let's at least have a framework to operate in. Not everything happens under the Golden Dome here in Des Moines from, you know, an epiphany. A lot of it is a great hard work that's coming from members across the state making recommendations, and in this case, across the country. So I'm glad that Iowa is nimble enough to be a proving ground for a lot of these ideas. I'm also grateful that Iowa has a thoughtful, deliberative process in this, which is really making for good long-term policy legislation without getting in the way of good innovation and strong entrepreneurial drive that makes this sector so exciting for everyone. So with that, I, I think TIA has just been a great partner in coming up with good, effective bipartisan legislation. Well, Senator Nunn, Representative Losley, thank you so much for this, your service to our state. And thank you for joining me on the Iowa Tech Policy Podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. That wraps up this episode of the Iowa Tech Policy Podcast. Thank you to Shazam and Denton's Davis Brown Law Firm for supporting this initiative. At TAI, we believe every Iowa company is a technology company. Join us at technologyiowa.org to build and unite Iowa's technology community.